You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Hey, 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 it's us. We're back. I was thinking maybe I just won't say anything. You won't say anything? <laughs> Why? I'm just going to sit here and smile because it's radio. I don't oh. know. All of a sudden, I had nothing to say. Hey, uh, that's <laughs> Which the first doesn't in your entire life, I it think. Does, yes, you, exactly. You have nothing to say, huh? Nothing. Well, you know, it's funny because Kurt uh, gave us a comment one time. He was like, uh, you guys say the exact same thing every time you go on, like right. the very first things you say on air and i'm like well first of all we do have to say welcome to outspoken right, that's kind of a given uh ourselves. yeah and and second kurt stop being a sassy queen sassy queen sassy queen it really is uh gonna be our theme for today's show yes sassy, sassy queen. queen hey queen um because of Love course it. returning to outspoken today in the second hour the main guest is going to be johnny mcgovern himself hey queen hey he has a new season of hey queen coming out and so uh that's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be very fun I know, I'm so we're gonna, to we're gonna to play a little game with him we are we're gonna just It'll be get, fun. it's gonna be It'll fun be. we're just gonna have a blast yeah. and the first segment is gonna be all about what a lot of people's favorite segment is our sex therapist let's, yes. let's talk about sex with damon, damon l. Jacobs. l jacobs yay so he's Dumb gonna up. be on in just a few minutes until mm-hmm. then we've got a lot going on <laughs> Yeah, I'm a slightly busy this week. Slightly, yeah. So um, we have lives. Did you know? Um, I've heard that. Yeah, uh, today you and I are doing a thing. We're doing a thing. <laughs> we're just a thing. Just yes. a tiny. We're little. starting to shoot our very first the <clears throat> little t- teaser trailer for almost not quite little the little snippet. Uh, yeah. Little scenes. Little scenes. Scenes. Yeah, so that's exciting. Jay and Todd, it's mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah, we shoot the first episode today. Now you after and I. The show. We of course went to Seattle a, while, uh, a, a week back, or right? Ho- however yeah, like, long. yeah, yeah, a week. I think yeah. it's been a week. Um, and we read scripts to Kurt, and of course, Kurt was like, "Hey, you need to work on this script uh, right. for the Sunday." Yeah, we mentioned last <laughs> week that he yeah. was like, "All those scripts are funny except yeah. the one you're shooting Sunday." Yeah, right. <laughs> Minus that one, take that one down. It was a bit. mortifying. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we decided, fine, we'll sit down and kind of rework it. So of course, uh, yeah. two days before the shoot, Jonathan and I go right. and sit we, down and in public because in public, you know that's read through safe. it, uh, put a few things in there. So it's, right. I think it's it's really good. I think it's polished. Um, and I just I'm gonna just say this. So yeah. there is it's a funny script. I mean, funny, we yeah. tweaked it and it's it was funny anyways. It's funnier. Mm-hmm. We have faith in it. Um, but what I love about you, we've mentioned it before. Oh but, yeah. So we're in <laughs> we're in the coffee shop. There are people all around us. Here, and yeah. I never mind. We always just do it. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. except there's this one line. And in this line, there's a certain phrase, and you say big D. Big D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem is everything's totally just between us, and we're just having a good time. But for some reason, the minute that light goes out, you like yell it. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> out of, and we cleared. There was a family of five a family behind that us. Left. They quickly just got up and left. left. Because I screamed. <laughs> Big D. Yes, and it was so funny because everything in that line is normal. Yeah, yeah, I remember it's when you told the taxi driver, and then just Tourette's out yeah. of nowhere. 
I, so I, I, might, I might have that, I guess. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's because I just, I was doing good the entire time. It's I wasn't being too loud. It was all the same. Uh, yeah, you know, level. Usually I'm pretty loud, but that yeah. one, it, it's very specific just, phrases. Yeah. yeah. So if you happen to be at the place, and I'm not really announcing where we're shooting. I yeah. mean, if you're a fan of the show, it's it's for it's a outtakes from a show called Almost Not Quite, which was a mm-hmm. sitcom where you and I met a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. So Jay and Todd, it's awkward. Are these little web scenes that come out of that um so you'll know where we're shooting today if you're a fan of it of almost not quite on facebook but um so it'll be interesting if you happen to be there when we're filming hopefully you you don't get up and walk out (laughs) yeah well (laughs) you can because the cameras won't be on you but you know i'm just saying uh, that because that line is going to be said yeah (laughs) Among other things, so. there's a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you and I will definitely clear the room, and um, uh, w- we're worried about a crowd. There will be no crowd, <laughs> <laughs> right? There'll be nothing. That, yeah, yeah. There First is first run through though. We do have an extra. Out. Like I, I tried to write the script where it's just you and I's character because mm-hmm. it's hard to manage a complete. I mean, we did, yeah, you know, an an episode. Of with all of the characters mm-hmm. a few years back. That's a lot to manage. We want to start slow. So I tried to write it with just the two of us, but there is one extra in it. Yeah. And so I'm excited to have him. He has one line and then a lot of just us oogling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's fine with it. Yeah. He said, that's okay. He asked me what his wardrobe was. I was like, okay, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to wear clothing, but make everything tight. and Because basically tight. we're objectifying you in this scene. Right. So. Mm. He's like, that's cool. We're and all then, about that, aren't right? We? I'm on it. Obje- objectifying people, right? Mm. You know, yeah. But it's yeah. funny. <laughs> if that's my if rule, if it gets the laughs, if it's all right, for all right. the joke, everything is okay. <laughs> that's my that is my philosophy in life. Wow. Okay. Right? Um, it doesn't always work out no, for me. No. That that, that <laughs> sounds like an okay philosophy, <laughs> right? just barely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what else have we done and are doing this upcoming week? You and I are uh, going to go see the last uh, edition of uh, Nat Geo Live at the and IMB please, on Tuesday. If you have not taken advantage of this at the IMB Performing Arts Center, it's brought by West Coast Entertainment. Mm-hmm. We've gone for the last two years. I've always loved going. Yeah. We are watching one the last one as you said that has the worst title seriously yeah because it's, it's called Sufferfest, right and i'm just saying from a marketing point of view <laughs> you would like people yeah. who read the title of your film to not be like you know what i think i i'm okay yeah yeah it's called <laughs> Sufferfest. right right it's about a bike ride it's a, well it's about an adventure i think because he also rock climbs in there so sounds exhausting. I, but he's he's in either Utah or Arizona. Uh, They're both beautiful. Both beautiful, right? In the beautiful red desert, right? I can big fly rocks. over that. That's yeah, cool. right, right. <laughs> well, um, we'll see. So <laughs> he rides his bike. He does this whole he rock climbs, rock climbs running sharks. thing. I don't know. Oh, no, that's no, that's right. right. Yeah. That's different, different adventure. It's exciting. I'm really excited for no, it. No, it unlike, should be a good unlike story. You, I enjoy. I'm really I enjoy. I endure a good adventure. <laughs> I enjoy a good adventure story, but it's called Sufferfest. It it's automatically yeah. going to make me be like, oh, right? I well. I no. So well, hey, but 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 at least you can watch it right. and from the seat in uh, the auditorium. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can be like, hey, well, the I'm great not there. thing is the people they always bring tend to be really good storytellers. They anyways, really are. Yeah, so they really it's are. fun. We do encourage you. You can go get tickets now. Mm-hmm. You can get tickets at the door if there's any left. So don't be a procrastinator. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Science is. is fun. I love science. Yeah. It, it's like Bill Nye. 
the he, science guy. The Love science him. guy. Yeah, he he made science fun for all. Of he, us. Right? Exactly. Did you see? Uh, they uh, apparently did a little debate between uh, Bill Nye and Sarah Palin. They were gonna meet face to face. How does that even work? Right, right. They were gonna oh. meet face to face, but then Bill she Nye was like, "I'm not wasting my time." Yeah. Oh, so good. So they did an online kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Because how do you? She lives in another well, world with different rules. Right. And, but here's the you thing, know, and they she, change constantly. And she wanted this. She initiated it and said, "I'm just as much of a scientist." As Bill Nye. Oh, is she? <laughs> is that is that so, true? And I, I she want, got her certificate uh-huh, at yeah. the bottom of the Cheerios box. She did. She is a scientist. I know. University of Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, they're a huge corporation. They bound. They are bound to have university. Must have one. Right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it was. It was pretty exciting to. Wow, to I would love to, to have yeah. read that. But I love that he's like, I'm gonna yeah. waste my I, time. Right. Well, because who would? Smart. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. She wanted to argue global warming and all. It's like, is that still? I see. And that's why the thing. Are we it's still like, arguing? Why, it's it? not an argument. It's no. it's fact. You, it, stop. Uh, just admit it. Makes accept me... it. Move on. Uh, I'll yeah, move on see? to the you know to the solutions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe don't waste time. Mm, uh, let's talk about there you go. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, lots of exciting things. Yes. Also, Newsies is coming up in in oh yeah in May. In May. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting to do that. Listen, it's gonna be a fun show. In just a minute, we are gonna welcome our favorite sex doctor. Uh, Damon L. Jacobs yeah. to the program. I was talking to him earlier this mm-hmm. week because I'm writing an article and I'm he's one of the experts I'm interviewing. And I love it when I come up with a premise for an article mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is great. And then I give it to the expert and they're like, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> I don't think that's at all he, even he close. And I'm like, like, that's bad. Oh, but that, it's, it can make an even that's more so interesting funny. article. <laughs> but, I, but he's like, I love it because he's excited and we're talking. He's like, we need to talk more about this. And I'm like, tell good, me yeah. more. I'm not a wrong. I'm no, wrong on this. Yeah. <laughs> but he made really good points. I guess that's, that's why so they funny. are the experts and I'm just well, writing so the article. <laughs> when you re- write the article, you can be like, and numerous experts said, no, this is wrong, but I'm going to keep. No, and I love that. And it, I want to yeah. talk about it. I might learn more no, by why this concept is maybe not perfect. But I, huh. I, I love it. This is why I love the people mm-hmm. we get to meet on the show. That we get so many points of view, and I, go, yeah. I find that very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so there. So I'm just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. So I, know, uh, I think this is a cue for us to take a little song break. Do it. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, throwback to 2003. Wow, three years ago. Um, that was a long time ago. Three uh, we're years gonna, ago? <laughs> three years ago. Wow. I know. You right. are. Where are you? Hey. <laughs> Woo. <Woof. laughs> 2003, just three years ago. I, 2013. I oh, my so gosh. What did, I said 2013, yes, you, didn't I? Nope. You said 2003. 2013. Three years ago. Okay, three I years ago. Actual now. three years ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wondered where, where I'm, it was I'm happening. I'm so sorry. Uh, this is Ariana Grande with Piano. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. It is. You're back with the boys. But guess what? It's the segment that many of you out there actually mark your calendars because this is your favorite segment. Also ours, one of our favorite recurring guests that we have on the program, Outspoken's very own sex doctor himself. Let's talk a little sex with Dr. Full disclosure, he is not, not a doctor. real doctor. <laughs> Full disclosure, not a real doctor. He's an outspoken He's a, he's therapist. a licensed therapist. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, welcome without further ado, Damon L. Jacobs, back with the boys. Hello, boys. Hey. Hey. This is your, your non-doctor therapist speaking. Right, remember, I, I'm not going to become like Dolly Parton in Straight Talk. I know, but that's there. the We're best. Not get in trouble for that. And if people don't know that movie, watch it today. Yes, today. Please 
get off the cross. Somebody else needs the wood. I'm just saying. Right. That's <laughs> it is my I even have the soundtrack, the movie. It's just beautiful. <laughs> it is so good. But but she gets mistaken for being a doctor and she allows people to think she's a doctor and exactly. that's the, the beginning of her demise. <laughs> that's so right. We're not gonna repeat so we're gonna learn from Dolly Parton here and not repeat that here in, it, in real life. I think that is the smartest thing we can do because all of us want to keep having our careers. That's what I've decided. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, first of all, how are you, kind sir? I'm doing wonderful. We're in New York City. I'm actually in Brooklyn today, and it's a beautiful spring day. And you know what happens in New York City when spring is in the air? I'm mm. sure you can guess. Right. Mm. I'm thinking it's a After little... After a long, cold winter, <laughs> yeah. things yeah. are yeah. beginning to arise yep. and wake Thaw up. out, huh? All I have to say is I have spent most of my morning out. It's the same over here in Spokane, watching from our third floor windows at just the beautiful scenery. <laughs> People start wearing a lot less clothing. Yes. Well, what it, Jonathan said, there's a butt parade today. So there, there is. Was, there was a butt parade at, in Spokane. Here, it was. So, so I pulled and up I a lawn chair. That? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> so see, it's all around. It's springtime everywhere. Well, you got a lot of questions this month. Wonderful. Yes. And there was more than we, we could really choose. And, and we ended up choosing even more than we normally choose to talk to you. So I have a feeling this is going to be a... It's going to be a longer A segment, really good conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you're up for it, you know, if you did your workout and you're, you're, you're geared up. It's spring and I'm up. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Let's start right away with the first question. Sure. Okay. I've been married to my husband for four years, and we've never learned the communication pillar you talk about. We bicker, fight, but in the end, we make up. The problem is that we can't seem to get communication separate from the fighting. Instead of talking, I feel like it's always just a fight instead. I'd love to ease our relationship in these terms. What can I do? Wow. Well, hey, this is a fairly straightforward, easy one, because... If, if, if it, they're having trouble with the communication pillar, I've got just the solution for them. Not to be too forward, but my book, Rational Relating, The Smart Way to Stay Sane in the Crazy World of Love, really goes into detail about how to communicate outside of the context of a fight or a conflict or tensions or arguments. You know, it reminds me of growing up in Southern California. And what they started to do, knowing that there was going to be earthquakes at some point, is that they started to reinforce buildings, and they started to reinforce freeway pillars ahead of time, before there was a major earthquake. And the thinking behind that was, instead of waiting for this major trauma to bring the structure down, let's try to reinforce the structure before there is a major trauma, because we know there's going to be one. Either there's going to be a really big earthquake that's going to hit us at some point, or there's going to be a bunch of little earthquakes that are going to accumulate over time. But one way or another, buildings need to be reinforced. And I thought, you know, I wish we saw relationships and marriages the same way. Because every day, relationships are under some stress, and every day they need to be reinforced, even just a little bit. And communication is the main way we can reinforce our relationship pillars. Simple, simple statements like thank you. Even if you're angry and pissed off, thank you for still being here. Thank you for still, you know, loving me. Thank you for still being here at night when we go to sleep. Um, Thank you for helping take Mm -hmm. care of the kids. Um, You know, all the little things that we don't always acknowledge that our partners often do for us. 
Yeah. But there's right. also some really great tools for communicating with rationality, with compassion that are detailed in my book. Using I statements when you speak about a problem, eliminating the word should from discussion, yeah. because that always seems to just lead to a powder keg of, of sparks, so to speak. Right. Um, and really listening and, and using some of the techniques I described to listen to each other, not just to speak for the sake of hearing yourself speak, uh, but to listen to your partner mm-hmm. and ask mm-hmm. your partner authentic questions about about what he's or she is thinking or feeling. Right. Well, and pre, I think, you know, it's we talk about it in health all the time that, you know, it's that ounce of prevention. If we would do things prior than having to, it's the cause and effect thing, than having to react Instead, it's much better to prevent than react. Yeah. You know, and that right. works in relationships as well as our health. Mm-hmm. Right. This is about being proactive in our lives. And we talk about being proactive with sexual health as well. Mm-hmm. How for some people, PrEP has become a way of being really proactive about yeah, their sexual yeah. health. Mm-hmm. But I'd like us to think about that in emotional ways, too. Mm-hmm. And in loving ways, how we can be proactive, because we know in any couple there's going to be problems, there's going to be differences. Right. Like, what right. if we looked at that ahead of time? Kind uh-huh. of like if you're driving and you're just anticipating what could happen, you may want to think about that in the marriage as well, or in this relationship right. as well. Sure. But Damon, isn't that a lot of work? <laughs> well, it's that, you know, to me anyway, fighting and bickering and making up is a lot more work. Right. Okay. Much more exhausting. And if you do yeah. break up and you do split up because of this, that's going to be a lot of work, too. And if you're legally married, trust Ooh, me, that's oh, a job you don't mm, want to have. Ouch. You don't want to have to deal oh, with yeah. divorce. All those Even lawyers. under the best of circumstances, it's really a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So these little tools, I say, you know, if you use these tools, you're going to be saving yourself a lot of money on the therapist's couch and in mm-hmm. divorce court. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. All right. So our next uh, question here is, I'm single and I love it. A lot. Actually, I haven't had a boyfriend or girlfriend for years, and that works so well for me. I love going on dates, though. Just one-time things to have fun with new people, but no relationships, nothing serious. I rarely even want to talk to them again afterwards. Uh, I feel like this is a good way for me to satisfy my social and dating wants, but my friends tend to disagree. They feel like I'm either a whore or that I you know, go out to use guys and or girls and set them up for failure. How do I let my friends know that this is okay? And is it okay? Now I'm starting to doubt. Interesting. Mm. Okay. I can't wait to hear what, what you boys think about this. <laughs> um, but it, so if I'm, I'm just going to say what I'm seeing here, what I'm hearing is the person say, I'm doing something that works for me, but my friends are judging me and calling me a whore. Mm-hmm. And um, unless you're getting paid, by the way, you're not a whore. And even <laughs> exactly. if you were, that would still be a derogative term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I guess my only concern here, I mean, it sounds like the person's happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, he or she even says, I'm single and I love it a lot. Okay, well, then I fail to see the problem. My concern would be, are you directly or indirectly hurting others by right. not being honest? And this right. isn't what's addressed in the, the question here. Um, is there integrity in your actions? Are you clear with people what your motivations are? It's fine to play the field. It's fine to hook up. It's fine to have dates and sex with as many people as you want. Right. But what it's not okay to do is to lie or deceive sure. or lead yeah. people on thinking uh-huh. you want one thing when you really right. know you don't. Exactly. Sure. 
Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? I, you know, I think this is an interesting situation for uh, this individual. You know, they're they're going out and obviously having a lot of fun for themselves. Um, but you know, for me, I think the friend aspect was really surprising that you know their friends are so and supportive. But at the same time, you know, that's how our culture is. It's you know, you can't. You have to be either monogamous. Or, you know, you have to just be, you know, what they said, a whore, essentially. There's no middle ground of you can be enjoying yourself sexually without having a relationship. See, but when I looked at it, I totally didn't even, that didn't come to my head. What I focused in on was, wait, are the friends concerned that they are, because they mentioned mm-hmm. using these men or women, and my concern would be, hey, it's no big deal, I would think, as long as you're just up front, yeah. but if you went in and they're thinking this is a date that might lead to date two and and might lead to date three, right. I mean, I, I think the more concern was, are you letting these people know that it's, you know, that, yeah. hey, you're just out, we're having a good time, what happens tonight happens, and, you know, that's where I am. I would be more concerned with, are you at least being honest and they're not thinking, because mm-hmm. who hasn't gone on a date with that person by, where by the end of the date they have planned the colors for your kitchen <laughs> and, you know, and when they can move yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, So I would be more concerned with that aspect, I think. Right, about setting somebody else up for, for harm or, or, mm-hmm. or psychological right. damage. Right. You know, and I think a lot of this that we don't know from this statement, it, I'd be curious to know the context. Right. You're meeting people. So, oh. you know, if you're on Scruff or Grinder, it's... it's right. It's not unheard of that if you get together and have a date, there may not be a second date. Right, That's right. not going to shock yeah. or alarm anybody. <laughs> sure. Right? But if yeah. you're taking time, let's say, for example, like OkCupid, which is a place right. people generally go to mm-hmm. because they really want to actually meet and connect with somebody mm-hmm. and have an experience and because you're really, really open. Not everybody, but I'm saying for the most part, people right. use OkCupid because the context is one in which people have you know, an interest in a relationship. Right. And if you're going into that kind of forum and practicing this kind of stuff, that might be problematic. Right. Because, and because at some level, you, I would think, you as the person who's just wanting to have fun knows that that's what you're there for. And you also are probably aware that that site isn't typically the hookup site. Mm-hmm. So that's where it becomes, oh, wait, what's going on? Then it's more like predator and prey, it feels like. Because they, right. they, they know why they're there and mm-hmm. what they're, they're there for, but the, the other person does not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, the other thing I would add, exactly, it's like we don't want to have a predator. We don't want to have a situation where this person is exploiting others right. or hurting others. But I would actually say to this person, if they were in my office, when they say, you know, I rarely even want to talk to them again, I'd just be, okay, I get it. But have you ever considered what possibilities might lie for you if you if you did give them a second chance right. or if mm. you did take some time not everybody but you might actually you know it sounds like if this is a rule you have and it's a right. rigid rule where i only do this and right. i don't do that you might be cutting yourself off right from something that could be actually really awesome and really fun for you if you meet someone and there's a connection and you know what if you want to see them again what if yeah, you want to have right. sex with them again is True. that allowed in your framework I yeah, would hope exactly. it, I would hope yeah. there's room for that. Yeah, exactly. some flexibility there. I yeah. typically say it about religion, but I try to live with the rule of absolutes tend to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anytime yeah. you give yourself an absolute with no wiggle room, that's when things get a little shady. 
You know, it's very easy to do that. Okay, let's, and I just want to take a moment and remind everyone, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Outspoken Boys, and we have Damon L. Jacobs. He is a relationship therapist out of Manhattan. He is the author of the book Rational Relating, which you can get on Amazon.com. So uh, if you enjoy the segment, you know, support the man. That's all I'm saying. So, okay, let's (laughs) move right on to the next question for you. I'm not sexual at all, asexual, if you will. But I have some issues with that label as well. But I don't feel safe dating because it's been a huge issue in the past. Few want to even pursue me when I tell them this. Do you have any suggestions? Okay. Well, I, I guess the, I would have more questions at this moment right. more than suggestions because yeah. I'm not exactly clear what this person wants. Exactly. Um, it sounds to me like this person is wanting to be able to date and connect and be in relationship with others um, and have them respect and understand mm-hmm. that sexual that sexual expression may not be on the menu. Right. Um, that there's not desire. And this is very common, and I hope people understand that for men, for women, for gay or straight, um, a lot of times there is simply not a drive or strong interest in sexuality or sexual connection. And it doesn't mean that people can't be incredible people to be in relationship with and date and have fun and be amazing partners. Um, But it just means that this is Mm -hmm. one thing that's not on the menu. Right. And that two people need to navigate and and work through that together. So in terms of this person who seems to be struggling with that, um, I guess my suggestion would be to, first of all, like we were saying with the last letter, you know, make sure you know the context, where are you meeting people, how are you meeting people. Um, if, again, if you're going on a, a website that's, or a dating app that's sort of grounded in, in mostly in a context of sexuality and hooking up, then people are probably not going to be as interested or respectful of your decision. Right. Um, but there is actually even support. Um, there's, I think, a, oh God, I can't remember now, but if you Google asexuality, there, mm-hmm. there is a, a website and a forum and support for people that are in a very similar situation of mm-hmm. trying to find people that they can date and connect to um, and have their sexual uh, or their non-sexual desire and asexuality respected. Right. Sure. So yeah. I would say, back to integrity, you got to just put it on the table, mm-hmm. right. um, mm-hmm. hopefully sooner than later. And if someone is not interested or if someone doesn't want to get to know you or isn't open to getting to know you beyond sexual, beyond the sexual question, then it's going to be that person's loss, but right. it might be better to know that sooner than later. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. And, I, yeah. and I keep thinking, and this is, and I'm, I'll just go right out and say uh, this is going to be very ignorant, probably on my part, mm-hmm. because I don't understand. I don't come from an asexual point of view. So anybody who would like to leave us comments, feel free, always willing to learn. But, you know, we describe these relationships of these great connections and everything minus the sex. I'm like, that's like my best friend. And so mm-hmm. they, I just don't, I just look at them as my best friend and not as, but maybe it's a different connection and that I'm not aware of. Because if I need those connections, that's what my best friend is for. And then when I need that plus sex and, and the, the deeper, you know, support and camaraderie, then that's my relationship. But I think that's where I get my hang up because I don't know. I'm not, I've never experienced what asexuality is like, but that's mm-hmm. because the first thing I thought of is, as you're talking, Damon, I keep thinking, oh, yeah, I get all of that from Sergey, but I don't want anything else from Sergey. <laughs> so that's why he is relegated to, you know, the best friend zone. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's just and I me. think what, what the difference would be clinically is that 
Jonathan. You you have this relationship with Sergey that's really uh, wonderful, and and you have a great working relationship and a great mm-hmm. friendship, and and there's not a sexual component to that. And people that are asexual just would have that only that kind of relationship with different people. There would not right. be any interest um, or engagement in any sexual expression with right. any man, with any mm-hmm. woman. It just yeah. wouldn't be there. Right. But that doesn't diminish that that relationships are needed and, and are just as rewarding yeah, and right. fundamental to who they are. Right, it's right, just not right. expressed through sexual realm. So if you have two people who are in the same place with that, and they have this wonderful connection and this strong, um, you know, trusting, loving framework and structure, that, that, that can often be a really happy thing. Right. If you have one person who is asexual, who right. is bonding strongly okay. with a person who is gay, um, who does need to sometimes have some sexual expression and desire, that's where you want to open up the conversation to say, well, what can we work out here? Where's right. the compromise? Where's the negotiation? Sure. Right. And how can everyone's needs be met in the relationship? Right, right. Yeah. Well, then, you right. know, in this question, uh, this this listener uh, asked, I, it says, I don't feel safe dating because it's been a huge issue in the past. Um, that, that to me, I don't know, strikes out as, well, what, you know, as a question of what has happened and like, how does this person feel safe afterwards? Are there any suggestions for this person to, you know, what to do to go into a, uh, a date feeling safe or being more empowered? Um, I would just close right up front. If this person gotcha. has had some bad experiences, again, we don't really know what those experiences are. Yeah. Um, but I would say in order to minimize, you can't always safeguard against that. None right. of us can. Right. But if you want to safeguard against rejection or someone being ignorant or cruel to you, um, one of the ways to minimize that possibility is just put it out there right away before there's mm. even a meeting. I just need you to know this is who I am. I am asexual. Here's a website if you want to learn about it. Gotcha. Right. If you don't want to meet, let's, you know, see you there. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, put it out there up front. So if someone isn't going to be able to meet you with that level of integrity, it's better to know it sooner than later. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. All right, next question uh, we have here. Uh, I have an issue with being able to receive anal sex. A sex therapist recommended using some dilators to help with the pain. Any thoughts? Is this effective, safe, and are there other things that I can do? Thanks. Eager Bottom. Oh, I like to find it. Yeah. <laughs> right? They get it. Kind of opposite they, of yeah. the last question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is, you know, this is, and I think you, you two have now seen, this is kind of a theme, right? We yes. get at least one of these questions almost every month, and yes. I certainly hear this a lot in my practice, um, that a lot of men and a lot of men who are gay don't enjoy anal sex. Sometimes they don't enjoy it at the bottom, sometimes they don't enjoy it at the top, but they're responding to some of these internal and external pressures, or what I call the shoulds. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a gay man, you know right. you should like to bottom. You should enjoy bottoming because that's what gay men do. And that is such an incorrect and I think sometimes dangerous myth that really hurts a lot of people in our community because some guys just don't like it, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Some guys will not be able to get pleasure from being penetrated anally, and that's okay. I really, really want to put that out again for people to understand. There are plenty of gay men out there who never, ever bought up. Mm-hmm. They never want to. They never will. And that is a valid choice. 
And you know, we've also said on the show, worst comes to worst, if you're a if you're an exclusive top, and that's uh-huh. the only thing you're willing to do, the ratio is still the odds are still in your favor in most right. major metropolitan areas. You're right. still yeah. gonna find like five bottoms <clears throat> for every top. True. You don't have to worry about that part if you decide to be an exclusive top. There's yeah. still so many, many more people who identify as exclusive bottoms mm-hmm. than exclusive tops, you still get the pick of the litter. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but all that being said. This person is not really asking about that. This person is asking specifically about using dilators to help with the pain. Um, I am not a huge fan of dilators. Um, and I, most men I know in, who want to practice uh, receiving anal sex but generally not use a dilator. If, if we're talking about what I think we're talking about, we're talking about like something that's sort of metal and cold and something right. doctors often use. Right. I think something that's easier and probably a lot more satisfying would be a vibrator or a oh, dildo. Mm-hmm. Something that you would pick out and you could do it in a store or you could even do it online. You could, I would recommend like medium size right. or even small to start. Mm-hmm. And just begin on your own without another person in the room. Begin to play. Just play. Play with the vibrator. Don't, you know, try masturbating with a vibrator. Don't even stick it in. Just sort of edge it on the outside of your hole. Just begin feeling what it's like to be stimulated on the outside without going in. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Because that's where most of our feeling is. That's where most of our senses are. Literally, our physical sensations are on the outside of the hole, not Mm -hmm. on the inside. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of the right. pleasure or the pain that people experience are on the outside. So if you can make friends with that and discover through a dildo or a vibrator how that can be a pleasurable sensation for you, that's the beginning. Right. Some other tips include lube, lots, 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 lots of lube. Right. And did I say lube? Because <laughs> some guys don't like lube and some guys want to use saliva, which is not ideal for anal mm, sex no. and actually yeah. can promote tearing. Mm-hmm. We don't want tearing. No tearing. No, we do uh-uh. not. We do not want tearing. So lube is ideal. Yeah. And to do this on your own, it's um, get an anima, get a douche, clean yourself out so you're not worried about that part. Mm-hmm. And clean yourself out there in any drugstore. Again, you can get them online, and the instructions are on the box. It's really yep. simple. You squeeze the bulb, you stick it in, you let it come out. Yep. And then on your own, play. But make it play. Mm. Make it something that's fun. Mm -hmm. Don't make it this chore that like, oh, my God, I should do this because somebody wants me to do this. And and there's something wrong with me if I don't enjoy this. Exactly. The pressure. Yeah. The pressure of it is even. Yeah. Even worse. It's its own monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what happens in our butts when we feel pressure or pain? Right? Literally, what do we physically do? We clench right oh, up. Yeah. Yes. It's we clench just, and we mm-hmm. tighten up, and mm-hmm. that is not fun. No. It makes everything worse. Way worse. Yeah. Now, what do you think? It um, obvi- or it seems that you know this partner really just really wants to try for their partner, but let's say they do it. You know there is that underlying panic in the back of their head that what if they do come to the conclusion that, oh, okay, I don't like anal sex. And then there's that whole, you know, concern of, okay, now I need to tell my partner who obviously wants this that that's not a thing. That's where your communication uh, thing pillar that you talk about and being able to just say we need to find our compromise, you know, comes in. But I can just feel that, that anxiety of, oh, no, what if I find out? But this is also because I overthink everything in my life. 
but mm-hmm. you know, but you know, I'm, if they're well, listening, if I just want to tell them to breathe. That's all I want to say. <laughs> and let's say this question comes up in the context of a long-term couple where someone doesn't like the bottom, or maybe they tried, or maybe they used to enjoy it and they don't enjoy it now. But let's do, even though a lot of men, as I know, is when they get older, they actually like it more than, than before. Right. So yes. let's just say this is in the context of a couple, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the person's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Then I would work with that couple as well, as you mentioned, to say, then let's think about other ways that you can enjoy pleasure together. Maybe your partner is fine with you being an exclusive top. Maybe just oral. Maybe it's mutual mm-hmm. masturbation. Maybe frotage. You know, frotage gets a bad rap in right. the community. But let me tell you, I think any guys who are serious about it know that that can be incredibly pleasurable. And, you know, back in the days when we were really scared of AIDS, frotage yes. was often number one on the menu. Exactly. And that's simply huh. just rubbing your penises together mm. or rubbing your bodies together in a way that feels pleasurable. Right. That is an amazing experience that really does, gets ignored a lot in, on, on the menu of options for us yeah. Yeah. if you don't want a bottom or if you don't want a top. Mm-hmm. Mm. Basically, sex is different for everyone, and that so it doesn't mean one way of sex is wrong. It just means our pleasure is different just depending on who you are. And I mm-hmm. think we get a, we get really caught in t- into the whole thing of, no, but it has to be this way and this way. I have to have my label. I have to know what I like. And you don't. Well, we're you also, just don't. We're also not taught that it can be any other way. No, we're not. We're not taught it can we're be any roles. way. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's that's the only way we know it, so that's the only way to do it. So we're not taught all these other, you know, exactly. alternatives. Yeah. And I think right. that's and thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. Go right ahead. Uh, well, just that, that whole point you just made about lack of education, of sex education, is really important here. Yes. Because we don't have sex mm-hmm. education. At minimum, we have disease aversion. Yes. Right. We get told yeah. by doctors, and if we're lucky in schools, we get taught how to avoid diseases or pregnancy. Right. But we never really get taught about how to enjoy the sacred and emotional and sensational aspects of connecting with another person through these various means, and that if you don't like one of them or you don't want one of them, that's fine. There's so many other things you can do. But unfortunately, especially as gay men, the only source of education that most gay men have is porn. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm not against porn at all, but I'm saying, but porn is not a good instructor of sexual education. Mm -hmm. Because what you don't see in porn is communication, negotiation, compromise, lube, You exactly. never see the lube going on, or rarely do oh, you yeah. ever right? see the lube getting yeah. put in there, which is so, so, so important. Did I mention that lube is really important here? <laughs> I think I did. Barely. And you don't see that going on in porn. You yeah. see two people basically getting together and penetration without anything leading up to that. Exactly. And to me, that is a disservice mm-hmm. yeah. to gay men. Yes. Especially when so many of our young people who are coming into their own and their they 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 feel that that they are gay and that their sexuality is and then no one's telling them no one's teaching the kids so where do they get their teaching is from porn and i think that's when a lot of things yes. go go awry yeah. yeah and anal sex is is usually the, the the main course on the menu in porn and this is not the case for every relationship in every context exactly yeah absolutely all right so we're going to move on to our next question here uh kind of a longer sure. one We've edited it a bit, but we've kept the integrity we've, of what is exactly. being asked, though. So. Okay. 
All right, so I'm in my 40s. My husband is in his 70s. We've been happily married for 12 years. When we got together, he already had raised three children and was done. Me being infertile and never believing I had motherly instincts made me decide that I would be all right without children. For a few years when Mother's Day came around, the desire to be a mom would rise but dissipate within a week. It disappeared altogether until last year, and now it won't, just won't go away. My husband has been puzzled by my crying myself to sleep at night over this, breaking down for hours at a time because I'll never be a mom, and fighting back tears when I see those much younger than me and realize they could be my children. We have had conversations about this. He's bewildered by my change, uh, my changed desire in me. He does not want to disappoint this desire, but because of his age and us being comfortable financially, but not enough to adopt and add another person to our family, me, uh, my becoming a mom seems a hopeless case. So is there a connection between that and what I'm going through uh, being an ally of the LGBT community? If there is, what is it and how can I change uh, and how can I view things or change things in regards to what I'm doing. And just a little backstory um, that we didn't have in the beginning, which is she, that year ago that she mentions, she became very passionate about being an ally to LGBT people. And so uh, her husband was bringing up that maybe this has something to do with it, just to throw that in there. That her not uh, that, that her being infertile. Yes, that she it. is. she's transferred it to the LGBT, why she's so passionate there. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, this is a tough heart, one. My heart goes out to this woman who has written in, and um, I, 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 whether she's an ally or not is really not even the issue for me here. Um, you know, this is a woman who is coping with changes in life and um, possibly looking back with regret. You know, and I see this happening. I'm in my 40s now, and I, I see this happening with some of my peers. Is the beginning of saying, wow, I, now I'm in my 40s. There are some things in life that I know I will not happen. Um, and especially for women, um, this is a time when it's very clear that they will either not become mothers or they will not become mothers again. Mm-hmm. And just the many, many, many complex, complex feelings that can go along with that. I'd strongly encourage her to seek out a therapist who, who she could process and unpack all these feelings with. Uh, but in, in you know, Buddhism, there's this distinction between what we consider human pain and suffering. Human pain is the experience of living. It's what we feel. It's like if you're living in the world as a human being, you're going to feel pain sometimes. You're going to feel hurt, and that's part of life. But suffering is optional. And suffering is what we do in our minds about the pain. It's what we tell ourselves about the pain or the meaning we make out of the pain. So what I'm thinking that might look like here, and I don't know anything here, but I'm thinking what her suffering might look like is something like I'm not a good person or I'm not a valid woman or there's something wrong with me or I'm, I'm truly missing out on something valid or something I need in life because I'm not going to be a mother. Um, in any kind of traditional way. And maybe that's where there's a bridge to the LGBT community in terms of alternative families and ways that we've created alternative families and alternative forms of parenting when we haven't had the biological option or even the legal option to do so. Um, I would really encourage her to seek out a therapist to unpack some of these feelings. But I think she's already aware that there's so many ways that 
all of us in this world can be parents, we can be uh, guardians, we can be mentors, mothers, father figures for youth, for mm-hmm. people we love, for people we care about. Um, I think she mentioned in here she's already kind of doing that in a group. Right. Um, and it is true that she may never actually have the experience of being called a mom by someone who she is biologically and legally responsible for. Um, but I'd say that the feeling and the um, emotions I get just from, from, from hearing this suggests that she is so capable of helping people's lives, of helping young people, um, and making a huge difference in their lives, even if she's not in a formal biological legal mother position. Right. Now, what, what are you two seeing here? I just I th- I see this a very complicated situation is what the first thing I thought is that I mean it's emotions are already difficult as they is and th- as they are and this has so many angles and aspects that I can just feel how confused she must feel and the pain and and to then to throw in the the relationship and her husband not completely understanding why this is tearing her up and and how she talks about how she's not really able to communicate exactly what's going on other than these are the feelings I'm having, you know. I mean, that's got to be rough. I, d- I would never feel comfortable, thank God there's a therapist on the line, because I it just seems so, I feel even uncomfortable even giving anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just a lot. That's got to be really rough. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, the, the question she says, sometimes I think I'm just being selfish with this thinking. Right. I, 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 the, uh, again, I would say no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only part of this letter that's really clear to me as a yes or no answer. No. Right. No. No, you have a drive. You, mm-hmm. She seems to have something within her, a passion, a desire for caring, for mothering, for nurturing. And, you know, life is sometimes really crazy because sometimes we get opportunities to do things in ways we never thought. And even though in our forties, a lot of us are realizing that there's some things that are kind of, there's some doors that are closing for us. The next part of that is realizing that there's a lot of doors that can open for us in the next 30, 40 plus years that we're alive and kicking on this earth. That she might end up being a a mother figure or a Mm -hmm. mentor or saving people's lives in ways she never could have imagined. You know, there's so many gay, lesbian youth. Um, I don't know if it's out there, but especially here, there's so many gay, lesbian, homeless youth or people who have been abused by their Mm -hmm. mothers who can't trust Mm -hmm. a mother figure. Mm -hmm. And it really helps if they have an adult in their lives in some sort of situation that they can begin to learn how to look and trust an adult again. Exactly. And who knows? She might end up serving as a as that kind of figure for people who have been right. traumatized and abused in their lives and need the connection of a loving, honest, uh, sincere mm-hmm. female mother figure. I don't know. See, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we want to get to the final question because we've given you so many today. <laughs> so oh. we want to make sure the final question uh, the listener can have uh, their chance. And this is the question. This is a weird situation, but I would like advice if possible. Four weeks ago, I was diagnosed with a bottom fungus and have had the u- had to use medicine, and finding the right medicine has been a process. Needless to say, my partner has been very standoffish and has even insinuated that it is an STD, not a fungus, and that I have been cheating on him. I have gotten a note from both my general practitioner and a dermatologist stating that it is not an STD and diet can cause this. 
what else should I do? Or does this mean maybe I should be concerned that he has been with that he has been with someone else? I thought we were open and honest with each other, but what are your thoughts? Well, my thought is, what is bottom fungus? Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know what that is, but medically, I'm not sure. Like, I, the first thing I thought of was like on his feet, but he's describing oh, no. his it's, butt, right? Yeah, yeah. Or his anus? So I'm not exactly sure what's happening. But the good thing is, he does have a dermatologist and a practitioner. Right. Involved, so yeah. I'm not even going to speculate on that. It sounds to me like this is more about an issue of trust and lack of trust in this relationship more right. than about what the symptoms are. That there is not an agreement or there is some sort of communication gap mm-hmm. or integrity gap that's leading them to question each other and mm-hmm. doubt each other. Right. And that, to me, is what I really see as the issue here, is that for some reason there's a lack of trust, even right. with the general practitioner and the dermatologist, that the partner isn't trusting him. and. Right. I don't know why the partner's not trusting him, but that is mm-hmm. the first thing I want to look mm-hmm. at is how has trust been lost in this relationship and how, if any way, can it be rebuilt? Right. Well, and even, you know, the, the listener mentions that, you know, they even went so far as to get a note from both of these doctors, which is, you know, that's an extreme way. Yeah. I mean, that's the first sign that, wait, there has to be trust issues because I that's an extreme way to prove yourself to the person who, you know, is most well, likely closest yeah. to you. Who you're supposed to trust. Yeah. I'm supposed to trust you, yeah. And then that it turns around and makes the listener question their mm-hmm. partner. It just, I mean, it just, it sounds like just a train wreck, mm-hmm. you know, that's waiting right. to happen until they can, yeah, until, like you said, they can get down to what's really going on with trust. Right. Now, I personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but if I was seeing someone who didn't take my word for something, I probably wouldn't be with them. Right. But if I show them medical evidence that something is a certain way and they still didn't trust me, I would probably choose not to connect with that person. Right. Because I would just be like, okay, well, beyond the fungus, what else are we not trusting or communicating Mm -hmm. about? Right, right. What's below the surface on that? Well, and to heal that wound, maybe, you know, you have to both be willing to figure out, to heal the wound. And it doesn't, it sounds like it's just uh, keeping it open, just constantly, Mm -hmm. you know, ripping that scab off, you know. Right. And, you know, just a little tangent here, but I think this is, this, this conflict between them, this lack of trust and these accusations are a symptom of what happens when we place uh, such importance on a monogamy paradigm. Right. Because what happens is, and this is again in rational relating, that, you know, if people really subscribe to an all or nothing framework of monogamy, and it's like we are all monogamous or we are nothing, it, even if you are monogamous, it right. introduces problems like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It introduces problems of like, okay, but what if. What if you talk to the wrong person? What if you met somebody? What if you talk to the wrong person on Facebook? What if there's a fungus that we can't explain? What if Mm -hmm. there's a medical issue? What if something goes wrong? What if you're late to coming home from work? It just brings up all these intense suspicions which don't ever seem to foster a greater sense of intimacy that people think they're going to get if they say they're monogamous with each Exactly. Yeah, and that's why, yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Right Mm -hmm. out the gate. I think that's a good time to have that conversation. I'm just yeah. going to say. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. There's a lot to yeah, think about for, there that, is. for that listener. This has been amazing as always. Uh, one of these, we're going to bring you back as always because we love to have you back. Um, and I then love to talk I'm going to. 
Oh, this is too much fun. And then we're going to talk about something you and I have started a conversation about um, in cultivating positivity that I've been that we've been kind of tossing around here, but we will, I wanted to do it in this show, but you, you are just too popular for us. So we will, we will do this in a future show, but tell people again, how they can go get your books and, and what two books you have out. Sure. So they're both on Amazon and they're both on my website, DamonLJacobs.com. Don't forget the L, but one is called rational relating the smart way to stay sane in the crazy world of love. (laughs) <laughs> and it really goes into details about these different pillars and ways that people can actively create a relationship that's conducive to joy, to serenity, to pleasure. Because, like, you know, aren't relationships supposed to be about joy and serenity right. and pleasure? Um, this book was really written with about 15 years of clinical experience in mind and that goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And then my first mm-hmm. book was called Absolutely Shouldless, The Secret to Living the Stress-Free Life You Deserve. And that was also just based on a lot of the work I had done and a lot of the struggles I have had personally in realizing how should were really the bridge to so much unhappiness and Mm -hmm. so much suffering. And like we've heard in some of these letters today, you know, diminishment of pleasure that comes from rigid and inflexible ideas. And life doesn't have to be that hard. No. Yeah. So, you know, these books were written to help people get some tools, get some skills that can help them have life that's easier, that's better, and maybe save them some money on therapy. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm all about saving money. Start there. Start with that book. Exactly. Well, sir, thank you so much for spending another Sunday with the boys on Outspoken. We really appreciate it. I love talking with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. If you have just joined us, we are getting into the second hour of Outspoken. That was our dating relationship therapist, Damon L. Jacobs, out of Manhattan, author of two great books. You can get them on Amazon.com. If you missed this segment, you can get it tomorrow when it goes up on iTunes. Before we take a brief break, we want to say Outspoken receives support from Snap, presenting Telluride Blues Festival Best Band Winner, Run Boy Run, 7 p.m. April 19th at the Big Dipper. Bluegrass, Folk, and Americana with three female vocalists. Tickets are available at the door and in advance online at BigDipperEvents.com. Presented in part by the Horizon Credit Union. We are going to take a brief break. We are. We're going to listen to a song by Pink. This is a new song that she's going to, uh, that's going to be on the Looking the Looking Glass, Looking Through the Looking Glass, whatever the sequel to um, Alice in Wonderland is. <laughs> and this song is called Just Like Fire. You are back to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. Yes, and we are here, as always, to entertain your Sundays. Be a little hot and messy. We are waiting in the second hour, which is what we're just getting into. We are going to be talking, having the return guest of Johnny McGovern. He has his new his new season of Hey Queen coming out. So that will be a lot of fun. It will but be a lot of fun. Until then, let's talk about this. Outspoken receives support from Mediterrano Restaurant. Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients. Serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane. Serving, uh, serving the community with a non-dogmatic, non-dogmatic religious environment. 
welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at UVU Spokane or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, a local nonprofit that provides education, counseling, and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity. Information available at 1-800-200-FAIR and online at nwfairhouse.com. Org. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. All right, I have two comments. First of all, we just that was rough for us, that was but that's rough. okay. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, second, uh, if you didn't notice, that wasn't actually Pink singing. Uh, that was, for some reason, a karaoke version, which I didn't even know they had yet. If I knew the song, yeah. I would have sang it you for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sorry about it's it, but go damn. look it up. It's it's that it's good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, so I want, Kurt, are you listening? The other thing I want to say is, I always have to remind you, I, I spent the morning watching Johnny McGovern interviews because he's so much fun. He is very Kurt, fun. Kurt, please remind him we are FCC. <laughs> yes. He, um, yeah. He is hilarious and talks about things we can't talk about. Yeah, absolutely so, he does. So, Kurt, are you listening? Kurter, the Schmearer. Okay, he's not listening. That's perfect. Anyways, welcome back. It is getting closer and closer to the end of our beautiful show, and I hate that. I know. But well, I am. I will be honest with you. My stomach is has lots of butterflies because we're shooting the show later, and so I'm trying not to be distracted. But well, I'm here's nervous. the thing. I get you, nervous. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Though. You don't understand. I don't get it because what? you. Yeah, you get really nervous the day the it, the morning you. Yes, it's always of, of the that, shoot. You yeah. know. Yeah. So <laughs> today we're kind of. Uh, I'm waking up and you text me like 40 times. You're like, don't forget I this. Know, don't forget that. I'm, I'm like, I'm not out. gonna forget it. It's fine. Right? And I don't know. see. We ended, we handle thing. things differently. I'm the guy right? that's like, I'll be fine. Relax. And here's the thing. Then I freak out because you're not freaking out. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I, I, do I need to freak out some no, or what? Don't, we're what? good. My friend okay. posted yeah. on Facebook because I okay. had said something yesterday and my friend said, breathe. You got this. Yeah. Just remember to always ask yourself, what exactly. would Barbara Streisand do? Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. It's because so she would over obsess, freak out, and so I'm on wow. track. Wow, no, no, nope, that's <laughs> a, not it, not it. She's a very detailed woman. I'm that's, just saying, she's my idol. I get it. Incorrect, Jonathan. <laughs> um, no, see, not for me, and also it's a film shoot, so I'm like, well, if we mess something up, we just reshoot it. Here's in my head, it's like it's fine. You know how they say filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. I would freak. I do. The- I've done theater so many years. Yeah. You would think that's not a big deal, yeah, but the thought that deal. this is a script that I yeah. wrote, and we're going oh, there's going to be okay. people there that I don't know if yeah. they're safe for my right. my fragile artistic <laughs> heart. That I'm like, oh my gosh! And oh, then, that's, and I, yeah, but okay. as an actor, we yeah. can't we can't let that even be. We got to be full in. Yeah, yeah. So when we're there, we full just frontal. have to do it. I know exactly. And to direct and mm-hmm. be in, very hard. So we have an agreement. You direct me, I direct you. Exactly. And then it'll be fine. It, that it way, will be fine. Yeah. You know, lots of well, moving pieces. I'm not I I suppose lie. the whole in public thing for me, I never really think there is a public there. I, it just <laughs> well, you just goes think they're already the audience. I exactly. Anyways, I mean, yeah. of course, they're here for us. Right. So. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm really excited. Um, I love we the audition. Audi- 
additions we did. There's so many words yeah, that sound the same. we added lines now. We did. There wasn't enough to memorize, and so now we ad- added more. <laughs> and the other day, you're, uh, you're talking to me about how you have all these long, long paragraphs. Yes. And then I'm learning lines yesterday. I'm like... Um, excuse me, Queen. I have like four <laughs> like stories to tell here. Like you have to sit down, <laughs> monologue style, and you have like one and a half. Okay, whatever. I will say that I only said that because I was busy learning my lines. I wasn't concerned with yeah, it, right, <laughs> writer. But see, it's just because I'm like, oh, Sergey, writer, fine. my butt. He'll be fine. Uh huh. Okay. I know. So it'll be fun. And if you're there, your job is to be supportive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just want to tell all of our listeners that that is your yeah but at the same time don't be on camera don't be like cheering in the background we don't want we want to <laughs> you nat- have to pretend you're at coffee yeah. so you what know, is it just in do the, your thing in the background when you sit there the people say rhubarb they say rhubarb a yeah. lot of times well and a lot of times you don't want them talking very loudly no well, because they can't yeah. take over yeah. the mic so it's a very odd thing to be i'd an never extra. be good at background no you would not <laughs> i have to be in the front it's apparently. very odd to be an extra because yeah. and even sometimes you pantomime a lot. Right. Yeah. My favorite is when you're shooting a scene that has music, like mm-hmm. it's a dance scene, but the music you don't put in until post. You yeah. Don't do it until later. Yeah. So basically, y'all just get an idea of what the song is, and then you just dance to nothing. Yeah. And then later, we just put the music in. So right. it's. I'm just here to tell everyone who doesn't know, acting is awkward. It's fun. It is, it is a lot of fun, it's but fun. it's awkward it's if you've awkward, never yeah. done it. Hey, and you know it's what? That awkward. is literally the name of the series, the miniseries we're doing. It's awkward. It's the awkward. little trailers. It's true. So, so you're welcome. Actually, I mean that's a thing. Yeah. Um. It would also be awkward if Johnny didn't call in, but he's calling wouldn't in. He I know. is calling in. And but you know what? Because this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wouldn't actually be awkward. Uh. You know what? I think the reason he's not calling because he needs a little call from him himself a little Ooh. a little intro so why don't we play his song uh gayest of all time by johnny mcgovern obviously Perfect. our to favorite get him, song yeah to get him all you know warmed up to come in and you know invited. exactly he needs an entrance he does you are back with kyrs medical like spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm and this is the biggest gayest dance floor outspoken and it is the biggest gayest dance floor. It is. And when uh, Periscope is on, you can see. I know. The and biggest, we gayest dance floor. unfortunately just turned it off because we <laughs> cursed. We needed to. Uh, the queen. You know. Yeah. We're on queen time right now. We are on queen time. We're also on cab time, and I can't tell you what cab no, means. No, we but can't. It's, great. it's not a thing, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, yeah. Um. So. <laughs> but Kurt used it for the first time in Seattle. So, you know. Oh, good. Mm. Remember when he used that word against you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was he like, added uh-uh. some more hurt, hurtful uh-uh. words. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> Kurt's that person that once he feels his freedom, he takes it a bit too far. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> There's a line that we draw, and then he and yes. literally just he flies doesn't over know. it. Mm-hmm. And it like it, it like it was, it hurt me to yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, oh. my heart fell right out and just right? shattered on the floor. Your cold, dead heart. My cold, dead heart. <laughs> I know. It was already pretty black, but. <laughs> right. Just, Mine's crash. just a chard. Mine's charred? just a chard. Oh, just lightly? Yeah. On the I don't know. I'm yeah. feeling lately I'm like it might be more than chard. But, yeah. You know, I'm trying to trying to bring it back to life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a share song somewhere. Bring it back to life. I'm sure it's <laughs> like a share theme of many of her songs. <laughs> that's the I'm third sure. time I think you've said that today. Share? I think, yeah. You've said that's a share song. Oh, I today. think so. Because you've said it at least once. Subconsciously, but I, think like I must be like oh, feeling share. share. Oh, okay. I, am, I don't know because I didn't realize I was doing it. So it's all yeah, subconscious. Hey. Is that a it's bad a, thing? That's not not a bad share, energy to challenge. Uh, share channel. is never, never oh, a bad thing. Share. So Chat. we sit here. You just listened to Gayest of All Time by Johnny McGovern. McGovern. We, uh, what, two years ago, 
I think we did a lip sync video. Oh, yes, that was. Yeah, yeah. one and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Wow, that was We a did while. a lip sync video to that very song. We had a lot of fun, and it was... Um, we were challenged by Queer the Sounds. folks at Queer Sounds, and mm-hmm. and we stood up. And yeah, took that challenge. Well, what they said, because what they wanted us to do was just you know record our Pick a little a lip sync of right. your favorite, just like video. a maybe just, thirty yeah, seconds. Exactly, record it on your phone. And we're like, that we're like, sound no, right. No, no. We're taking a camera. We're bringing props. We're doing <laughs> right. a whole thing. We're just gonna make a video. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> we and did. It was, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, and um, we even sent it to Johnny McGovern. He and loved he, it. He loved it and put it up on all his stuff too. Yeah, he thought it was so. You know, I'm just saying. Because, you know, we were pretty gay of all time. Um, (laughs) So that's when, yeah, that's kind of when we started uh, our relationship with him. And then he was on the show um, a few times. Yeah, he's a lot. And he was a lot of fun. And we talk about how basically I think it's our goal to have everyone who was on uh, that gay sketch show on Logo on our show. Big gay sketch show. We've had... Julie Goldman. Oh, love We've her. had Johnny McGovern. We've, We've had, had Stephen Garino. Garino. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting them Now up. we just need Rosie O'Donnell. We need, because she produced it. She produced no, it. And we need Kate. Oh, no, we need, a, yes. Kate McKinnon, Kate who is McKinnon. now on, on Saturday Night I Live. Because I'm McKinnon. obsessed with her. There were more, She's though. Got, oh, we're, there we're, was there a lot two more. or three more yeah, regulars. There's, there's a yeah. Greek gentleman who I, like, lusted after. Because oh. he's just the yummiest thing mm. in the world. I objectified him. I admit it. It's a thing. Mm. So yeah, no, and there were quite a few other yeah. actors who were really good. It was hey, if you haven't seen the Big Gay Sketch Show, so much yeah, fun. I think a few of them are on Logo. If not, they're online. You yes. can find them. They're very fun. They are very hilarious. Fun. Yeah. Watching Julie Goldman play uh, Liza Minnelli is <gasps> one of my favorite she, things in the world. <laughs> so well. She does. Oh, She's gosh. drunk. She said it wasn't even her character. They just wanted to know if she could do it. So she yeah. just had to create Liza yeah, Minnelli. Yeah, Minnelli. And she did. Yeah. She did amazing. Uh, so it's really, it's it, it makes your little gay heart go. It does. It made my powder. heart. Like, we mm-hmm. tease me a lot. Um like everybody does about how my little oh, Grinch, so Grinchy gay heart <laughs> grew like three sizes. That's did three. it yeah. just because of that show? Just because of that's that. what did it. It shrank back. Of all don't things. worry. But huh. you know. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're good. Don't worry. It went back yeah. to where, I, I, where it was. See, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I was like, uh, trust huh? me, I, I saw that. Three, three <laughs> sizes, really. Wait, you have a heart? Can you even did, say heart? Was it atomic at first, and then? <laughs> Yeah, it was at zero, zero times right. three is so zero, John. Right. Oh, darn I'm it. So I'm not good at math. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you that? That's very true. That's so, very true. I guess we, I don't, I, hey, okay, you well, know it's what? good to talk to you. We'll yeah, see you later. Well, <laughs> bye. We have a game plan for Johnny McGovern, so if that doesn't entice him, right? you and I came in here and we're like, we're going to have a game for him. Cause right, because first of all, fun. he's fun. He's so fun. Second of all, he's been on the show before. We can't Third of all, we're fun. Story. Oh, my God. Hello. Hilarious. And yeah, so I, we just thought we would combine it together. I have a new article coming out, and I say in it, yeah, because well, they laugh because I'm funny. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how that works. Duh. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why they laugh. So yeah, no, we haven't. We we we've got a good game for him, and I think Johnny yeah would have fun with this game. And to be honest, we came in here and uh, did the bulk of the preparing for it uh, just a few hours before the show. Yeah. So it's really, really, really detailed. To be honest with you, <laughs> yes, yeah, um, very. But very if only, if depth. only Johnny, you know, you yeah, could call the in one and thing play is with us. There's one key piece to the game, and it right. is Johnny McGovern. Yeah, I know. So. Now, they, listen. Here's the thing. This happens it. to the boys. Enough. Maybe in in three years we yeah. maybe this is the third time. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't happen a lot, but it happens when you're live. Welcome. You, I know. When you, you start a show things. on on KYRS, they yeah. ask you 
Do you want to be a live show or do you want to be a pre-recorded show? It is moments and shows like this that make me go, should I have not said live? <laughs> <laughs> should, should I have should, talked about that, that, a different thing? thing? We also have st- like some few pre-recorded shows just in case one of us sick. They're just, right? the, you know, they have so because something uh, yeah, will happen. They have some dust on them. They haven't been right. using so long. You know, we're <laughs> and you put yeah, it on and you're like, uh, oh, oh gosh, well, that's yeah. dated. <laughs> now you're like, like, wait, marriage equality wasn't a thing back then? <laughs> right, exactly. What was that You're like? still waiting wow. to hear if Hillary's going to throw her hat in the ring for president. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. Oh like, uh, boy, the good old days. Yeah. I know the good old days. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, anyways, let's uh, meanwhile listen to another song while we wait. Uh, this is this is a song called "Finally." Speaking of marriage equality, called "Finally," it is about uh, marriage equality. It's an ode to it. And, and this has a Johnny McGovern link. Adam yeah. Joseph is actually Johnny McGovern's producer. He produces all of Johnny's music. So yeah. this is him. He has there a new is. album out as well. But so here it is. Well, you are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is, of course, Outspoken. Outspoken, you know we love to come to you every Sunday, even when the sun is out and there's lots of beautiful people walking by our studio. Yes, we still show up. And let me tell you, we that is dedication. That is <laughs> that is that is how that works. Yeah, in the, would, in the morning, Kurt actually chased someone to see the button person. So he there did. You go. He yeah. yeah, it was a little creepy, but you know, hey, when they're hot, hey, that's yeah, what, you know, that's get. It's the price now, to pay. Without further ado, we talked to you recently. We had on just a few months back Johnny McGovern and talked about how fabulous he is because uh, he tends to he tends to be fabulous. Well, he has a new season of Hey Queen that is uh, started in February. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that, and then of course. We have a game we want to play with Johnny McGovern. So we're we very do. excited. But without further ado, the the bear, the gay pimp daddy himself. Johnny, are you there? Rawr. Oh, there it is. That's what I was waiting yes. for. Hey, he has arrived. Rawr, queen. Right? I, that's that's the new version. Rawr, you, queen. You know. Rawr, queen. Rawr, queen. <laughs> it's a little... Hi, guys. Hey. hey. I lowered my voice hey, hey, specifically hey. for you. I'm going <laughs> to talk well, down here. Sound totes. Mask. Oh, totes mask. Totes mask. I love that. I love it. That's the first time you've ever anyone's ever called Jonathan a little mask. Even <laughs> it's, it's great. I am masculine adjacent. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, right next to it. Yeah. Just to the left. Just to the left. Johnny, first of all, you've been on our show before, so we're excited that you forgot that you loved, didn't love us and you came back anyway. So we just want to say thank you for that. Of course I love you guys. <laughs> Come on. Aww. So much. What, let's start out with, you know, the big thing, which is you have another season of Hey Queen that started back in February. So tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Hey Queen is back. It's our fourth season. Um, woo woo. The show is just getting better and better. We have a brand new set, a brand new band leader. You just actually played his we song. We did. Mr. Adam mm-hmm. Joseph mm-hmm. Um, is our is come in as our band leader. So we've been able to add a lot more music and fun to the whole situation. Adam sings a song uh, that he makes up every week about each uh, each guest, a little theme for them. Brilliant. And, um, you know, it's really just great to have my homies, uh, more and more of my homies in the mix. Right. So, And the guests have been really better and better. We're getting more tea being spilt. Love episode. it. Oh, love the great. tea. We watched a little uh, a little segment earlier about your hot tea segment um, with love Manila it. Luzon and oh. Judy Goldman, oh, yeah. of course. And, and no. that that is way too much fun, I have to tell you. Yeah. 
Is that yeah, it's really fun to be able to, we do have Hey Queen, and then we have all the side shows that we do. So <laughs> Hot Tea we do twice a month. Right. And that's with, uh, like you said, Manila Luzon's on there. We have a guest drag queen every month. And then Julie and Brandy, who are two of my Love greatest that. friends, who are also on uh, Bravo's The People Scouts. Yes. And we, see, and we told you last time we had you on, we said we are one by one going to track down everybody that you co-starred with in your sketch comedy on Logo, the Big Gay Sketch Show. And we were able to talk to Judy uh, Goldman, and we've been able to talk, of course, to Stephen Greeno, but she was so much fun and and stayed true to being your bestie. She just talked wonderful words all about her Johnny McGovern. <laughs> She's great. We have so much fun. Next week, I'm going to Seder at her house. Oh, uh-huh. Oh my God! Okay, well I'll see you there. <laughs> so <laughs> all right then, because that's right. happening now. Give us an update also on the one and only Lady Red Couture. The oh, Lady Red is doing good. She's um, she's going to be performing in uh, drag queens of comedy in Ooh. both San Francisco and uh-huh. Los Angeles, which is really a great big gig for her. She'll probably be the only non drag race girl in that. So that's right. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, she and I are also. Starting to perform, uh, we're going to be debuting in San Francisco on June 12th, our new cabaret show called Blurt Queen. Because when we're on on TV, we say, hey, Queen. But when we're on stage, we say, (laughs) Blurt Queen. Work. Now, are you going to take that on tour? Because I think you need to. Yeah. That's the idea, yeah. See, then Washington is, is waiting and ready for you. We're well, we would love anticipating. to see you guys. Oh, yes, please. See, we please, need to have please, that. Please. Now, Johnny, tell me how in the world you even have time to do 8,000 different shows and a live show and your music, and how in the world do you balance all of that? <laughs> I just work all the time, pretty much. <laughs> when Hey Queen's in season, it does become, uh, it is really intense. Uh-huh. I'm at the studio five days a week working on editing or doing the show or organizing something or, you know, and then I'll go straight from the studio to a DJ gig or to a show or whatever. So it gets, it gets sleepy. She's sleepy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just roll out of bed. Someone put, point you in the right direction and then you just go at it all over again. Hey, yeah, know. I just keep on going. I'm like, all right, only 25 <laughs> more shows. To yeah, <laughs> not that much, right? That's that's our kind of that's our kind of work. Yeah, ethic, that's you a- know, just if you have time for sleep, you're not doing something right, right? Put more more projects on, <laughs> Johnny. We have a game for you. Did we tell you yeah. this yet? We are, have a game prepared for you that we're excited to play with. I you. know. Are you up for it? Yes, of course. Anything oh. for you guys. Oh. And the great thing is this game is based on guests that you have had on your show. Yeah, so you, you, you're an Uh-oh. expert already. I know. But we're going to give you some facts about certain people, and you, we want to see if you can tell us what guest those facts belong to. Sound like All a right, honey. I'll sounds good. Okay. All right, and we're gonna have some background game show music, so don't you worry. Right? We're, wow, we're there bringing it. Is. <laughs> there it is. We're bringing it Johnny McGovern style. We are having fun in studio. Just, I love it. Just to keep the theme. Okay, so I'm gonna start this out. I'm going to read you some facts, and you tell me if you can if you can identify this guest that has been on your show. So here we go. Okay. This exotic queen hails from the great state of Minnesota and claims that she is a graphic, de- a graphic designer as well. 
Who is Vanilla Oh, oh look you're at good. You. you got it. Oh, this is going to be too easy for you. I know. You're ugh, too smart. Too smart. All right. You ready for this one? So okay. Lady Gaga publicly gave this guest a stamp of approval, calling her fabulous and is envious of her couture fashion, even asking for rentals for Lady Gaga's tour. Who is it? Um, Courtney Act? Oof, no. no. Unfortunately. Like a whole different aesthetic. Completely like, different. Oh. The exact we have to dig. We have, it is. You're so right. Is. We have to dig for that one. I, sh- I should have thought of that one. Again. <laughs> yeah. Courtney Agdo did perform for Lady Gaga when she came to West Hollywood. Yes. They dressed up in her applause outfit. Oh, oh. oh. that's I, awesome. I love oh, Courtney, Courtney Act, but I like Sharon Needles every time. She just takes me home. Yeah. She's yeah, amazing. Sure, yeah, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon brings you she brings does. it to the. She will take you home, and then she'll slit your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're out, and that's just foreplay. So, <laughs> right, exactly. That's her being nice, right? Uh, okay, so this guest is the youngest of two children. Uh, the guest sprouted from the loins of a man who worked at the Kennedy Space Center, and is the only guest to have ever vomited on stage on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tell you me, know, it was the vomit, you know. really, that gave it away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was the yeah. vomit. Yeah. Whenever but, you think of Willem, you think of vomit. Yeah, oh, right. Poor, poor Willem. But my, guy, I loved yeah. Willem on there, but I'll never forget. It's like burned in my brain. That well, how, Willem how can it not be? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, like, that's his defining moment on poor, there. Yes. Sadly. Sadly. All right. Uh, so this Chicago native is the nephew of music legend Barry Gordy. Milan Christopher. Uh huh. That's him. That's him. I have to tell you, what's been even more fun is seeing all the crazy, amazing people you have been able to to interview on your show. That's got. Well, be it's crazy. been fun. I really love to try. I mean, of course, RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race girls are all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we really love to try to get uh, you know a wide range of interesting gay stars and gay experience, and then some not gay stars. I'm going to give you an exclusive, an exclusive. Oh, bring it. Jack A. Harry from season <gasps> seven. Sister, ah. sister, and all the rest is coming on the show. You are kidding. Way. Oh, my gosh. Who does not love Jack A. and uh, want to be Jack A.? Let's be honest. Actually, though. I mean, can you <laughs> believe it? And that, that's I amazing. feel like wow. Lady Red might be a long-lost sister. Oh, my gosh. So true. So true. Well, you'll be seeing Lady Red in full Sandra drag. That uh, would be amazing. Oh, okay, so when is she coming on? When do we get to see this? Well, she'll be coming on. Uh, we'll be shooting it in the summer, so nice. probably pretty soon after that. Probably oh. the end of July or, or August. So I, we're kind of near the end of the season. I am jealous of you. I am jealous of you. Okay. I'm jealous of myself. I can't <laughs> believe it even happened. Oh, my God. That's, that's yeah. amazy. Every day Good when work. you wake up Good with work. yourself, you're like, oh, yeah. this is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's like born after 1995 is like, who is Tutu Ex- what? Exactly. <laughs> We're not going to say that Siri was born in 1995. <laughs> hey, I'm right on the edge. Right but on you there. you know. <laughs> okay, so the next, the next clue we're giving you. This Brooklyn, okay. this Brooklyn actor might tell you to please go home because he has found his man and is no longer looking. He also declined a lap dance on your show. Oh, Daniel Francesi. That, yeah, yeah. Daniel Francesi. Yeah. Can I tell you, I was like, I'm calling Johnny because I will not deny that lap dance. Yeah. Hey, if there's... <laughs> I get sure. Daniel. You go. Yeah. You go, Daniel. But Three I'll lap t- dances going right. around? Let's go. I'll yeah. take it. He is the sweetest. We just talked to him a couple weeks ago. Sweetest 
man ever. And so, I mean, boy, his his man better feel really, really like special. Is all I'm saying. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't turn a lap dance down from uh-uh. a hottie. Uh uh-uh. uh no. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. All right. You know what, Johnny? We're gonna do one last one here. We're gonna do one okay. last one. All right. Let's see if you can get it. So this, because you've done so well so far. Uh, this drag superstar grew up in Chicago under the real name of Scotty Ichikawa. Uh, oof. Um, Scotty Ichikawa, Chicago. I can't think of it. Right. Mm, yeah. I didn't even know. I had to pick I, the paper. Hey, yeah, that? you did. I, I, We dug dip. We dug dip. So who is... Are you giving up? Are you Are you throwing the towel in? Um, I'm trying to think. I know it's, I just did talk to somebody from Chicago. Right. All right. Uh, and it's not let's, Trinity K. Bonet because her name is Josh. Yes. Um, let's, let's, I don't know. I have to give up. All right. Well, here's a clue for you. She landed like fresh tilapia. Oh, is she? Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, she's a Chicago girl. I oh, love that. Awesome. Now, Johnny, tell us, you've, like we talked about, you have all of these amazing guests. Who's your dream guest? Who's the one you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to get that person on my show? I don't know. There's all there's levels. There's like uh-huh. dream guests that I think I could possibly get. Right. Jack yeah. A was definitely one of those. I was Ooh. like, maybe one day in my right. dreams I could get Jack A. And then there's dream guests that I'm like, they'll never shot. They'll never right. come. I mean, I'd like Aretha Franklin. Oh, but I don't yeah. Know. Yes, please. And a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like Patty LaBelle. Maybe Patty, but maybe we could get the Patty LaBelle pie guy. Yeah, right. Patty LaBelle. Um, I, I, you know, I'd love all my, I'd love Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott. Oh, and, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's uh, the ghost of Lucille Ball. Oh, there's so yeah. many ones I would love. We know a psychic. <laughs> we'll hook you up. Yeah. She'll, <laughs> she'll bring Lucy. Please she'll do. channel Lucy right there. <laughs> yep. See, and that's the thing. People always ask us how we talk to, you know, amazing people like you. Um, and I said it's because no one told us we couldn't. And so that was probably the first mistake. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, you just because the first guest we ever had was Lily Tomlin. And someone asked me how how we got her on. And I said, I asked her. And she said, yes. I mean, really, that seems to be the, the thing. Just ask. Something's bound to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and then you get a producer who just keeps asking until it annoys people and they either say yes or they get a restraining order. Mm. <laughs> Lily Tomlin, are you kidding me? What a dream. She's definitely oh, one of my dream guests. She I is love Lily amazing. And she's so sweet. She's yeah. the sweetest, like, two-foot-tall woman in the world. Mm. She's just, yeah, very cute. She's very, 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 very tiny, which I have yeah, noticed I, is I, a thing. In real life, one time I saw, I went to see her perform, and yeah, I went right. uh, backstage stage because I was with the daughter who was of the person producing the show oh, nice. and we saw Lily and we said oh Miss Tomlin we love you and she totally did not see me looked at the girl and said are you an actress <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, oh so my god like, you better get it Lily Tomlin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that is respect right there I see that go That's down awesome. I'm like yeah mm-hmm. I got yeah, you right. so who has been your favorite guest so far this is the dangerous question mm-hmm um, I don't know if there's a favorite. I mean, I have a couple, I have a couple of ones that, you know, were really fun and then are the ones that were really kind of amazing. Like Laganja and Gia were both really amazing because they came and kind of had their Oprah moments on Hate Link, which was really 
gave a new dimension yeah. to the show. You know, it, uh-huh. it helped. Uh, it's great for you know to have a venue where not only to have fun and really you know in and have a key, but you know sometimes there are a lot of issues and and things to talk about. Um, you know, Gia revealed that she was considering transitioning, oh, and wow. Laganja had been through such a and you know it's about browbeating by the entire country. Yes, that you know if she came on and kind of told her story, and we delved into what that was like, and I think that kind of changed the narrative yeah. for mm-hmm. her and allowed her to kind of you know get rid of the all the bad stuff that people were thinking about her from her wow. season on, on Drag Race. Right. Um. So that that's fun, but then I also really love um. I love people that come and act crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> always really good. But of course, RuPaul was probably our, our favorite guest because oh, you know, yeah. that's truly a dream guest. And he was oh, our yeah. second person to ever walk into the Hey Queen studio. We had barely been doing the wow. show for a week oh, when we had goodness. RuPaul. So wow. the fact yeah. that he came and that he was very sweet and uh-huh. nice and turned on the sunshine for us. Oh, wow. If you've read some, some of RuPaul's interviews, sometimes he does not turn the no, sunshine on us. so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was very sweet and fun and, and, a, and a dream come true. So, of course, that was yeah, uh, that's that, probably my favorite. Yeah, must have been so surreal just there right? with RuPaul interviewing. Oh, And wow. I have to say, this is why you are one of my idols, because RuPaul, he will not give us the time of day currently. But one day, one day, one day. the sun will shine on us. <laughs> right, right. It's you have to have. Well, goals. he's a very busy man. Oh That's my goodness! True. And yeah. that is this is why we are always, you know, just grateful for anybody who just decides they want to talk to us. We're just like, hey, that works. We're two guys who started a show. We didn't know what we were doing. So hey, so are you doing any new music? Um, I've been kind of on a hiatus from music since Gayest of the Gayest of All Time mm-hmm. album, but. Um, just because I've I've been so busy with Hey Queen that the idea of trying to start an album is is yeah. kind of unfathomable. Yeah, it's but extra. I, mm-hmm. do, I am producing Lady Red Couture's album, um, which should be coming out probably next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have shot and I'm in the middle of editing a video for one of my songs that does that from Gays All Time. Um, which is Gay Questions, which is one of my favorite songs that I, nice. I do live in my live performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's an R. Kelly-style ballad. Oh, wow. I still don't <laughs> understand about gay gay culture. It's very funny <laughs> that, and dark, oh, wow. and uh, I think people will enjoy it. <laughs> so that should hopefully be coming out in a couple months. I've oh, been, I keep having I keep starting to edit it, and then I go, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I still have 900 million episodes of Hake Weed to work on. And <laughs> right. so it's been, been put on the back burner multiple times. But right. I'm well, trying to finish it, so that should hopefully be be out sometime this summer. Mm-hmm. Well, you do keep working, then, though. You work. Well, honey, you got to work, Queen. Right, right got to work, work and you're doing. <laughs> Nobody's handing it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Do your own thing, so mm-hmm. you got to just make it happen. Right. Because we waited. We were sitting on that corner, and they, it just never came around. So, you know, you just got to get out there. Get yeah. out there and work. You're, yeah. you're not on the corner anymore? You got to just well, sorry, though, make it happen. Only yeah, Friday exactly. nights I'm on the corner from there about 6 go. to 8. We're I good, knew it. Though. I knew so. it. Well, that's for a very specific reason. Though. Right. <laughs> right. That's different. That's different. So uh-huh. where <laughs> that's can... pleasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So, and I try not to mix it because, you know. Um, so where can people go get more information, like on your, your uh, new show with Lady Red um, and anything else they want to know about Johnny McGovern? 
Well, you can go to johnnymcgovern.com, um, and that will lead you in all the different directions because you know they have, they have basically that's just a a gateway to Hey Queen, mm-hmm. to Woe Dude, mm-hmm. to my music, to all the rest. That's the um, gateway or drug we have to John. Brand new website for Hey Queen, which Ooh. is HeyQueen.tv, which Ooh, has yeah. all the episodes from every season, <gasps> um, from every sideshow, everything, mm-hmm. pictures, as well as our brand new T-shirt line. Oh, brand new T-shirt line. Do tell. Yeah. Do tell. You can get your Every Boner is a Blessing t-shirt, your <laughs> yeah. t-shirt, your Look at Her t-shirt. Uh, I know you want that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I am right there. Now. Right now. So now I have my, my TV watching taken care of for the week and my shopping there. done. <laughs> yeah. Your wardrobe's planned out. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Well, sir, is there any wonderful words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners who are who just adore you? Oh, well, um, words of wisdom, eh? Right. Mm, make sure you continue to watch Hey Queen. Hey. <laughs> the that wisest is the best. And to my boys on Outspoken. Uh, all of it. All of it. And so we'll figure out what prize you win for getting every one of those questions but one. Yeah, so every one. We'll send, and I know you'll just be waiting in the mail saying, where is, my, where is my prize? And don't you worry. Well, you guys sent me nice stuff. You sent me something real cute last time. I love you guys. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. We like to, you know, you know, take pictures of ourselves and send them out. <laughs> well, that? God bless yeah. you, right. my little babies. Love <laughs> it. Well, I can't wait to see your show, and I hope you guys come up to the Northwest because no doubt it's going to be mm. amazing. We're waiting. Thank you for coming back to Outspoken and letting us get, you know, the queen going. I mean, we need a little queen vibe yeah, now and then. Yeah, get our queen on. A little queen vibe now and then? Y'all need to tape record yourselves and let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Remember masculine adjacent. So, uh, good point. Right point next well to it. Uh-huh. Okay, well, thank you, Johnny, again for taking time in your day. Good luck with everything you're doing, and, you know, watch that mailbox. All right, babies. <laughs> you know I love you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh-huh. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a great Sunday. Okay. Bye-bye. And if you just joined us, that was the man, the bear, the hey queen himself, Johnny McGovern. If you are gay and you do not know this show, yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. Gay Pimp Johnny Daddy. Right. HeyQueen.tv if you want to watch any of the episodes from there. Or go to JohnnyMcGovern.com for yeah. all of his music, his videos, mm-hmm. uh, and all the fun. And yeah. they are entertaining as all get out. They're very fun. Oh, um, he's, a, he's a blast. Oh, he's a blast. And... Um, it's just, it's just fun. And I want it's to share. Fun. I didn't do it because he loves fun. RuPaul and knows, you know, knows yeah. RuPaul well. But my favorite quote that I found when we were looking at past guests, and everybody probably knows it, but mm-hmm. I, this is the first time I've read it, which is someone asked RuPaul, do you, what pronoun do you prefer? <laughs> and RuPaul said, well, you can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis and Kathy Lee. I don't care just as long as you call me. I love it. Love it. I love it. It's the sassy right. RuPaul you want. It is. It's the sunshine RuPaul is as Johnny mentioned. Yes, yeah. Which I interesting that uh, you know RuPaul doesn't always bring the uh, the sunshine. Interesting. But I've read those articles. Hey, you know it what? It can get really serious and very cloudy real quick. That's and that's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, she ain't afraid. She ain't afraid. She, ain't she, afraid. she got no reason to be. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do our last song break here uh, before we go and dismiss all of you. Um, it's class all of a sudden, so you get you get dismissed. Um, this is going to be hostage by Sia.
You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. This has actually. been a fun show. Kurt came in and said, that was funny, or at least he was funny. <laughs> wow. Apparently yeah. we weren't. But um, that was a different kind of interview, and it's a lot of fun. We don't typically do return guests, because when we first have a guest on, we go through their their whole history and yeah because we like to get in depth well what are you gonna do you can't do the sequel unless something Mm -hmm. crazy has happened so we wanted johnny back on we did we loved him the great angle was hey queen has another season and then we thought let's play a game and so that was kind of fun to play a game. i don't know if he was expecting it but it was fun yeah no he was not expecting it but Um, he did really good i was impressed i know he knows his guest see he does um i'm terrified of the moment someone's like we'll quiz you guys on your guests and i'm like uh who yeah right um, did, we, did we talk to did, that person yeah. what? Oh, okay. <laughs> although oh we did do that remember that was a game on our birthday show that kurt did i'm trying not to remember that because remember we were horrible i know we did not <laughs> know a lot a lot of our guests and it's so. not like we didn't enjoy the guests it's but our brain also, capacity here's the thing is very short I just want to say that like these questions like I just want to read you off a question uh you know uh, this guest competed on American Idol competition. Obviously, Adore Delano. Super easy. Right. Kurt's questions were like, oh, well, in April 7, 1971, <laughs> they were in this grocery store. And you're like, I don't know. We didn't talk about like, that. We weren't in the grocery store. We were not store. there. Sergey wasn't even here. I wasn't like, even for decades. Born. Yeah. That grocery store doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Kurt, stop. So he didn't take anything from the interviews. He just took outside information. Which, which is great if you are a scholar in, yeah, right. in all of these right. people. But, but we're Historical not. Historical you know, data. Have to, you have to yeah. do that. So uh, that's fun. Uh, we love to have a lot of fun on here. And um, I know, right? We're because that's, continue to that's what we do. Um, right. And remember, we have some great shows coming up. We do. In our lineup. We just... Uh, I'm saying this, looking at Kurt, making sure that it got together. But we just booked Jane Lynch for June. Yes. Oh, love, was, love, yes, love, 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 Sometime in June. We're just going to put it out there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's great. When Martha Plimpton is coming on. <gasps> Martha Next Plimpton. week is, is Jonathan Slavin. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's on the sitcom Dr. Kin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um. It's just lots of good things coming up. Yes. Yeah. We have a lot, a lot of good shows. And guess what? If you want to uh, see the boys outside of your regular Sunday listening hours, we're going to be at the IMB this Tuesday, 730. We are. Watching Sufferfest. Um, And Mm. that's going to be a lot of fun. I declare Jonathan will not agree, but that's fine. (laughs) I'm going to bring my survival kit. I just feel like there needs to be (gasps) one. I'll bring my ouch pouch. <laughs> bring your ouch pouch. My exactly. ouch pouch. Just in case you get a boo-boo while we're watching <laughs> Suffer Fest. Okay. Right? It can happen. It He's can. suffering. <laughs> so I feel like Just then... throw Band-Aids at him. Just, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. That becomes the thing. Right. Exactly. Just follow so. him around. Yeah. <laughs> If so. you see the people throwing band-aids, that's us. Right. Uh, come say hi. Right. We'd love to yeah, see you. Yeah, every time we go out, we love it. Now, if you do happen to see us downtown today, feel free to say hi as long as we're not filming. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, we're hoping to do some fun things with, with the new sitcom that, that Sergey and I are working on. I do want to remind everybody that Outspoken received support from Snap presenting Telluride Blues Festival Best Band Winner, Run Boy Run, 7 p.m. April 19th at the Big Dipper. Bluegrass, folk, and Americana with three female vocalists. Tickets are available at the door and in advance online at BigDipperEvents.com. This is presented in part by Horizon Credit Union. So we're always bringing you fun things you can do Mm -hmm. in Spokane. Um, 
check it out. And uh, there are a lot of great bands that actually play the Big Dipper. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. We love so, the shows out there. Yeah, so fun. make sure you go see that. Until next time. Exactly. We will see ya next week.